what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies. This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Foot Candle Films here on the Mesh.tv podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. With me across the table is Chris Fry, and we are the co-directors and co-founders of the Foot Candle Film Society and the annual Foot Candle Film Festival, which... Chris, is that is that coming up anytime soon? I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, it is. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah, We're actually, recording on the 8th, September 8th, and it actually kind of gets rolling officially the 16th. We have a film live on the 15th. So yeah, it it is coming. It is coming. Yes. So anyway, we'll uh, give you the website and information about that a little bit later in the show. But uh, yes, film festival time is here. But that doesn't stop us from still taking time out to watch movies and to give you a review, as we will do in today's show. So every time we get together, we have a featured film that we're going to be discussing and reviewing for you, sharing our thoughts. And then we'll get in a little bit later as well into some movie news. And I think uh, maybe a trailer I might sprinkle in, a new trailer for a film we're kind of interested in finding out about. Chris may have a recommendation to share of a film he thinks is worth checking out as well. So we'll do all that a little bit later, but we are going to get to our first and main part of the show, which is the review. Today we'll be reviewing the film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, colon, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, Another one of the long building title uh, sequences that we have in our movies these days. They seem to get longer and longer with more (laughs) words in the title, it seems like. But that is, of course, as you can probably tell from the title, the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. We'll be discussing that in our review in just a second. So, Chris, are you ready to get started as we go into Under the Sewers to do a little (laughs) discussion about the turtles? Cowabunga, don't they say that? That is a thing. Did they say that before Bart Simpson or? I don't know. Okay, I don't either. Well, well, they do say it, though. That question is going to be burning me all day now to <laughs> okay. find out the answer but yeah let's discuss it maybe we'll figure it out in a little bit let's okay. go ahead and get into our review of teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem boys where have you been <laughs> we're just running errands that's it look we're really sorry splinter some of the guys wanted to get pizza and i tried to talk them out of it Leo! you ratted us out hey don't use that word that way. I mean, it's 2023. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, if we weren't monsters that were shunned by society and we could do what we wanted, <laughs> what would you guys do? Go to high school. Maybe get a girlfriend. Can you imagine that? Not likely. <laughs> Chris, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of came into existence in pop culture. I, I think it was around 1990, if I remember correctly. I think... There was a comic book, which was uh, uh, kind of the first iteration. Then it turned into a a cartoon series. Then it turned into a movie series. And all of that hit, I think, early 90s, kind of when that ball kind of big started blowing up. There's been many, many versions of cartoons and movies of these characters over that last 20, uh, 30 some years, 35 years. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. 
I'm not a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a, as a concept. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, you know, there's, there's no way turtles could be ninjas. I'm pretty sure okay. I, I know that that's not possible, but okay. it's uh no, it really just kind of hit at an age where I was, you know, what, 18, 19 years old. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not into this. This is not my, this is not my bag. And uh, so I never, never, I, I can't even tell you if I even really sat through any of the movies at all. Okay. I might've gotten dragged to the theater to go see the first one for some reason. I don't know why, but I feel like maybe I've seen the first original one a little bit, but there again, I just, the, the characters, the, 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 the style of the movies, I've not had any interest and I absolutely have not seen any of them since then. Okay. Now my son, I think, uh, might've had one of the, uh, one of the ones on DVD that came out like, uh, like the CGI version animated one okay. uh, back when he was growing up, but that was about it. And again, I didn't sit down and watch it. So that's all to <laughs> sure. say, look, I'm not a fan. When okay. you told me, Hey, this is a film we should review because we need to discuss this film. I I'm not enthusiastic. Um, so I went in trepidatiously to see mutant mayhem. Not terribly excited. <laughs> sure. It is a film. Uh, uh, it was written by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Jeff Rao, which they have been working on various projects before uh, Before this one. This is one that seems to be a little bit of a passion project for them to want to get into this universe and reestablish the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for today's audiences. So uh, the film follows the Turtle Brothers as they work to earn the love of New York City while facing down an army of mutants all head up by one titled Superfly. So with that, Chris, big lead up. I've already <laughs> set my position up on this film sure. before I get into my review of it, but I want to hear your thoughts. What did you think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? Is it making you a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan? Or were you already a fan? And I just <laughs> didn't know this about you. And you, uh, uh, it just continues that passion for this franchise. I was a fan of the video arcade game. Oh, yeah. I do remember and that. played it. It's the one where you could play four people. Yes. And all. Yeah, you, could yeah. Be, oh, yeah. you could choose your turtle. Because there are four turtles. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was a fan of that. The show, I do remember the cartoon briefly. I maybe caught a few episodes. I don't know, like you, if I've ever seen the movies. If so, I think maybe I saw the first one at like a dollar theater. Yeah. Um, I am aware that apparently Vanilla Ice is in the second film. He's in uh, Secret of the Ooze. And the only reason I know that is because I know uh, his, I believe his song... The Turtles rap <laughs> was big on MTV when that movie came out. Okay. So I saw the music video plenty of times. Never saw the movie though. Got you. And I'm sure you still hum the song all the time. I could not tell you the the first <laughs> bar of that song now. So um, so you referenced how I was like, hey Alan, you know, when I was coming to choose a movie for this week, I was like, hey, we should we should probably see this. Um, I had heard I originally when I saw the trailer in theaters, I had no desire. I was kind of surprised. I knew there'd been several movie versions. I was like, really? They're, they're revising or reviving this. That's, that's interesting. I don't know who their target audience is, like who would care about this, but the reviews, this movie came out August 2nd. Here we are in September. I heard people saying, Hey, it's actually pretty decent. Not only that, but people were heralding the animation style Mm -hmm. and this coming in the same year that we've had, um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And so it's like, you know, that movie, everybody's talking about how innovative even the second film was. And then people were saying, hey, well, this this is some pretty good competition. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, I was decided to check it out with you. I I did like it. Um, I think a big part of that probably is the animation style, just because it is it was different to me. I don't think I'd really seen things like this before. Um, so that made me appreciate it. And also without, I don't want to give anything away <laughs> with the movie. Mm. I mean, like you said, it is kind of an origin story and the big bad guy is super fly, but the way, um, they handled, I guess, good guy versus bad guy expectation from the cartoon I had in my head, who was definitely good guys who are definitely bad guys. And they, they play with that a little bit. And I was like, Hey, that is so not, terribly beholden to the source material. Now, I don't know if that's true to the comic books or anything. All I'm basing it off of is the cartoon and the video game. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I appreciated that innovation to me. I was like, Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, so, and I, I guess before throwing it back to you and you, some, your thoughts, cause you kind of set up how you were feeling beforehand mm -hmm. animation style to me, which I say is like the number one positive to me. It was, if it was claymation, but hand drawn on top of that, if that makes yeah. any sense. So it was like hand drawn claymation, which well, sounds kind of I was going to describe the animation style for people listening. So yeah, it, it, it is computer animated for just going and get that out the way. But yes, it does look as close as I think a computer. Well, right now computers are can simulate. It's a blend of claymation hand drawn look on top of CGI. So it's, it's a, it's an odd look and it, it, I will admit the first couple of minutes is a little, I had to kind of get my brain adjusted to it, to see it. But after that, yes, I do. I do really appreciate the animation style. I think the, I think it really helped the film. Um, and you know, yes, it borrowed a little bit from the into the spider verse. I mean, I think that, you know, the, the original one kind of gave a blueprint for people to say, Hey, look, you know what? We can actually do animation with with computers different. It doesn't have to be all these, perfect surfaces and these, these glossy um, uh, porcelain looking characters, you know, we can, we can have a little more interest with it. And they did with this. I like the fact that it was basically the one style that they adopted for the film. Although they did bring in other media too. There were like live action clips and other things they brought in. So it's had a little playfulness with the format too. Um, right. But it worked, it worked for the style movie. I think it worked really well there. Um, I had a blast with this movie. Oh, good. I really liked this movie. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was entertaining. Um, yeah. No, I just had, a, I really had a good time with it. I, I think, I think what worked with this film for me is going in with extremely low expectations. Well, there's that because <laughs> I did. Um, but two, the character, the actors they had playing the four, the four turtles, you could tell they were younger. They were, uh, they just had some great enthusiasm. You really got to know each of the four characters after a, after a little while. Their personality types. I, I feel like it's the most defined that these characters have been from the little bits of things I've seen in other media. Sure. And um, the humor is great. I think you know, kind of. I don't know if I credit Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg for that. I would assume so as writers. They, they just really. They brought that level of humor to it where, yes, this is a PG movie, but there was enough humor in it that crossed generations sure. very easily. Um, now, I will say there was there's a sequence in the film that's probably my favorite sequence is uh, about a third of the way through the film. Okay. It is a montage fight sequence. I oh. don't know if it was to the song No Diggity. It might have been. I think it was. But it was them kind of doing a beat down on some different crime bosses or crime people in the area sure. trying to get. 
and just the way it was put together, it was funny. It was just really well done. It was a kind of thrilling to watch. Uh, it was a great sequence that, that once I got to that point in the movie, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. I got this. And, um, thought it was really fun. I really like what they did with, uh, is it April is the character? Yes. Um, played by I, April uh, O'Neill. Yeah. That's yeah. It. She's a mainstay, right? She's, not she's puke, always been around. Not puke for you. Puke girl. <laughs> puke, puke girl. Uh, <laughs> April O'Neil's she's been like she's been in the the the, the Turtles universe for I, I ever, believe right? so since yeah. the beginning yeah I think so yeah she's kind of their human confidant their their partner and uh, a reporter uh, they play her as a high school student who's just really into journalism played by Ayoya um, Adebiri from uh, the Bear which mm-hmm. we, you know um, she's getting a lot of and from Bottoms that we'll be I think talking about right here soon as well. And uh, she's great. I, I love the I love the uh, depiction and style that they gave April O'Neil. Just uh, uh, it just worked for me. And um, so look, I I really had a lot of fun. I thought it was great. And according to the credits, this is the first appearance of an actor named uh, Paul Rudd. I don't know if you saw that in the. <laughs> In the in the credits, it's like in, in introducing Paul Rudd as right. uh, the Gecko, um, Mondo Gecko. Um, yeah, some really fun characters. The some of the mutant characters, uh, Ray Filet, which I just had a blast with, uh, always singing his name, played by Post Malone, which was kind of funny. Yeah, uh, Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko was great, and then you had Ice Cube as Superfly, the main villain, which he seemed to be having a lot of fun with this as yeah. well. So yeah, it. It was just, it was a fun movie. It was just unique enough uh, to set it apart from what would have been any other CGI animated movie of this genre. Um, oh, and Jackie Chan as Splinter, you know, right. their, their father slash mentor. Sure. Uh, a very different depiction of Splinter from what I remember seeing in other media. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's been a while, you know, yeah. so, but yes, I, I feel like it was kind of an original semi-original take on that as well. So yeah, I, so overall, look, I'm, I had a, I had a really fun time with this movie. I, I'm actually kind of tempted to watch it again. Okay. Sometime. Uh, um, if they make a sequel, which I hope they do and kind of follow up, I'm totally on board with that as well. So yeah, bring it on. I'm, I'm I, a fan now. Well, good, good, good. Um, I, I think you and I are both on the same page. To me, what really helped was, as far as I know, I was unaware of the voice cast of the four turtles. Mm-hmm. They were, as you mentioned, like younger teenagers. So it wasn't like it, it was. It was nice to have the main characters of the film not be voiced by actors yes. you were familiar with, because you know, often in these movies, it's kind of stunt casting. The ones that I recognize right off the bat, you already mentioned Ayo Itabiri as April O'Neil, and I I thought she was good. I recognized Jackie Chan as Splinter, but I thought that was, I thought he was good because he's known to be kind of comedic anyway, so that kind of helped. And my my favorite cameo that was obvious because it was obvious it was the Paul Rudd as Mondo guy, and like he was still, I think he was actually playing with the Paul Rudd persona of being like Mister Nice Guy, and it like. He seemed to be having a lot of fun, and so yeah, I I really enjoyed that. But I think having unknowns in the four main roles, I think, really helped kind of not distract you and not see the stunt casting. And I like you, I I was really surprised. I thought the only thing I would really get out of it was, oh, okay, this was a truly innovative mm-hmm. kind of animation style. But the movie was actually enjoyable as well. Yeah, so it was. It was. It was good. It was. Uh, had yeah. It had just enough heart. To it, which I mean, 
animated movies, I mean, I think Pixar's taught us that you can instill <laughs> a level of heart into just about any movie. Any sure. Time. But this one, I think this one earns it by the end. I sure. think I, I, I do buy it. Um, yeah. It, but com- combining action sequences, which were really fun to watch, with really good humor, which it was funny, with some good heart and emotion, which was just the right balance of it, layered on top of a very innovative animation style that was engaging, kept your attention. It's just, it was a good, it was a perfect mix of stuff. I think my only slight misgiving, um, but I, you know, as we've said many times on the podcast, I understand movie making is a business. Um, I was really, you know, along with the ride for a hundred percent for the film. And then there's a little bit of a credit tease. Yeah. And I, I saw that and I was like, Oh, cause I thought it was kind of a goofy part of the original series and they kind of hinted at that. And I did see on letterbox that supposedly there is art. They have a, like a teaser poster for the second film already. Mm. So they will be making a sequel. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with the, the fact they're making a sequel cause I did enjoy this enough. Sure. I, I think there's, I think there's a lot of room you can play with on this for another sequel. You talked about the, with the branding of the name, we were talking off offline about, the fact that they didn't just call this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, even though Which, it is an adventure dealing with these whole mutants that are being made, this army of mutants under the um, leadership of Superfly. Right. So I get it. That is kind of the subtitle of the film. But it does spend like the first, you know, half or third of the movie kind of retelling origin story and kind of you get acclimated to the character. So this could have been a just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think problem is they've already had three or four of movies, like almost with that exact same title. So it's sure. like, all right, we got to set this apart. I do wonder if like the tagline mutant mayhem at the end of the movie, there might be a little bit of a, might push some people away that are like not fans of the franchise already. Mm. And they're just like, Oh, well this is just some other new adventure movie. And sure. It does. You have to already know the characters to kind of enjoy it. And I think the message is no, you don't. I mean, it, it, it does a really good job of setting everything up for you from, from minute one. So you don't have to go into this with any pre pre uh, uh, any awareness of the mutant Ninja Turtles in their <laughs> history beforehand. So I think that worked okay. An, an aspect of the film that um, I heard an interview, a little bit of an interview with Seth Rogen, and apparently he was a huge fan. This kind of, you, you said that this didn't really hit in your wheelhouse because you were yeah, a little bit too old. He's a little younger. So yeah. yeah was, and this hit like him square. He's been a huge fan forever and something he wanted to kind of approach with the film, which for me, I thought he kind of succeeded was focusing on the turtles teenage aspect, like yeah. how they are kind yes. of dorky teens and nerdy, but you know, they've become heroes, but still, they're kind of the teenageness and that's something that I do feel he did achieve and that it made it kind of unique on its own because yeah, they're, you know, they want to be popular. They want to go to high school. They want to talk to girls. They want to do all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. They want to sneak out late and go do fun stuff without their dad knowing. I mean, it's, you know, very a teenage type film. So that yeah. made it, that made it enjoyable. No, I, think and that, unique. I, I think it all worked really, really well. I, I, I'm shocked and surprised <laughs> how much I enjoyed the movie. Cool. To the fact that I got to the end of the movie and, you know, we were, um, we were watching this on, on digital, on demand, you know, because it's available on demand as of right now. And so I was able to go back and rewind to a couple scenes I thought were fun. It just, it worked. It was very, very fun. And again, I think the humor is top notch. I think it, honestly, I cracked up laughing many, many times throughout this film. So color me surprised. Color me impressed. Um, 
Good job on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, colon, Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> uh, plus, it hits the Chris Fry test of uh, hour 39 minutes. So yes. kept it pretty, pretty fairly succinct. Yeah. Didn't feel the need to go into the two and a half hour blockbuster level. Um, I think the Spider-Verse movie was like over two hours, right? It was two and a half the hours. The second, yeah. yeah the, se- like the most recent right. one, yeah. I feel like you're right. Yeah, so they, they kept this one lean, which was nice. So that is, uh, as I just mentioned, it's still playing in movie theaters as of right now, some theaters, and it's available now for purchase, soon to be rental, or maybe rental as well, but high price sure. rental. It'll be available for a little bit more affordable rental probably in the next few weeks. But yeah, uh, we're saying, hey, give it a shot. It was actually a lot of fun and uh, a good, well-made movie. So uh, there you go. Awesome. Most surprising review <laughs> of the year here on Foot Candle Films. That's great. All right, Chris, uh, let's take a quick little break. We come back. Uh, we've got some news and uh, recommendations to share with everybody. So stay tuned. You're listening to Foot Candle Films here on TheMesh.TV, and we will be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit TheJacksonCreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Welcome back to Foot Candle Films here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. You heard our first part of the show where we were both pleasantly surprised and uh, fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, surprisingly enough. Uh, good movie, a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and move on into some news items though, Chris. Sure. We kind of do a grab bag here in the latter half of the show where it's just uh, either I'll throw some news items out there. You may have a recommendation to share of a film. So we'll do both of those here. Um, I like looking to see, especially when the big festivals are kind of coming into town. We've got Telluride that's going on right now. Um, always looking to see what new films are premiering there. That means that we'll have a chance as audiences to see those films here in, in the coming months. So we've got one coming up. Um, that I honestly, before yesterday, Chris had not heard of, did not know anything about, but now I'm terribly, terribly interested. So a film, uh, Jeff Nichols director that you know, yeah, yeah. you know, the director, Jeff Nichols, uh, take shelter was one of the first big movies that he did. That was really good. He's done several others since then. I think he did, uh, was it midnight express Mm -hmm. was a film. Uh, what was the most recent Jeff Nichols film? Um, oh my goodness. He did mud, but that was much older. Yeah. Um, take shelter, midnight express. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get you on this. Yeah. Uh, Oh no. He did loving loving. Okay. Yeah. But as far as like the most recent one, I mean, he's boy. I mean, I, I thought maybe Loving was his last, but maybe he has That was 2016. So it's been a little bit. So, well, Midnight Special also was 2016. Okay. So, yeah, I, don't, I guess he hasn't done a movie since, since Loving, which is really surprising. Hmm. His debut was Short Shotgun Stories back in 2007. So Shotgun Stories, Take Shelter, Mud, Midnight Special, Loving. Ah, I feel like we're missing something. Anyway, we'll come back to that later. Regardless, he does have a movie out now uh, coming out that is called The Bike Riders. The Bike Riders is starring uh, Austin Butler. You may know as Elvis. Um, (laughs) Austin Butler is in this. Jodie Comer, who uh, 
uh, Killing Eve. Okay. TV show she was uh, kind of got famous on. She's been in several other movies since then. I think she was in the Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds comedy. The uh, what was it? The guy, um, the video game. He's Free Guy. The, Free Guy. That's it. She was in Free Guy as well. Uh, Tom Hardy is in this movie. Michael Shannon, obviously, uh, seems <laughs> to be his kind of his go-to guy. Sure. And even Norman Reedus from The Talking Dead or Walking Dead, not Talking Dead, The Walking <laughs> Dead. The, the zombies don't talk. Uh, it's Walking Dead. So this movie is, uh, yeah, it's actually, it does say right here. I should have read this rest of this article. First film since 2016, okay. Midnight Special. So they say Midnight Special came out after Loving Dead. Gotcha. Uh, here's the synopsis of the film. It's inspired by Danny Lyon's iconic book of photography called The Bike Riders. Immerses you in the look, feel, and sounds of bare-knuckled, grease-covered subculture of the 1960s motorcycle riders. Hmm. Kathy, played by uh, Jody Comer, a strong-willed member of the Vandals who's married to a wild, reckless bike rider named Benny, played by Austin Butler, recounts the Vandals' evolution over the course of a decade, beginning as a local club of outsiders united by good times, rumbling bikes, and respect for their strong, steady leader, Johnny, played by uh, Tom Hardy. So it's based on a book of photography, and I actually looked up to see some of the photography, and it's great, great images. But it's been now developed into a film. Huh. So I am, you know, it's it's a 1960s period piece. Um, Sounds like kind of a take on Easy Rider, but maybe more visual, visual Easy Rider type film. It's interesting. Possibly. There is a trailer out. I haven't watched it yet. I thought maybe we could do that here on the yes, show. And that please. would get a, get a sense of what this movie is looking like. It is coming out in theaters December 1st. Okay. Um, so I wanted to bring it up because, I mean, we like we like uh, uh, Jeff Nichols. I we mean, do. I like all of his films. And I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't done anything in like seven years now. So nice to see another film coming out. I like Austin Butler. I think he was really great. And Elvis. Um, I like Jodie Comer. I like Tom Hardy. I like this cast in general. So, uh, and, and it being based on that initial photography book. Um, yes, I'm very, very I mean, I could see this. how... If you're basing a movie on a photography book, mm-hmm. I could see how it could take you uh, eight years to come up with a script. <laughs> no. Or because I, I think like, yeah, we know what you're it's going to look like, but what are we going to have them say? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. Well, let's um, let's take a look at the trailer for sure. the bike riders and see see what we think about this film here. So here we go. Here's the trailer. I've been thinking, I can't run this club forever. I built this from nothing. This is our family. You and me, kid. All right. So that was the trailer for The Bike Riders. And uh, Chris, any any thoughts after seeing that now? Any opinions? So, yeah, definitely still an Easy Rider vibe, but almost an Easy Rider as told by... Martin Scorsese making a mob movie. Yeah. It, that's, I got the and same there part. was a show that I never saw. Um, Sons of Anarchy. I right. Was, the name. was yes. that about bicycle mm-hmm. gangs? Okay. So I never saw that, but maybe taking some of that energy and kind of putting that here. So, and then uh, Tom Hardy doing his best um, Marlon Brando kind yeah. of voice, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm just saying that's kind of gave me that vibe. So, and Rebel Without a Cause, little James Dean thrown in there. So I guess Austin Butler would kind of be given that vibe. 
Yeah, interesting. Now, what's the name of the fellow who seems to be? So it seems like they're doing this kind of as a flashback of somebody telling the story yeah. of this bicycle Jody Comer's game. Jodie character seems to be getting interviewed, uh, kind of as a retrospective about the story. And By it's, Mike uh, Feist. Yep. Mike, okay. Mike Feist. Yeah. Which and, I didn't realize he was in the film at all. So, yeah. Um, yeah, as you said before, great cast. I am interested. So. Yeah, I think uh, so. Just one little tidbit I read about with this. So uh, Nichols, uh, they, they screened this film at the Telluride Film Festival. It was the opening film out there, okay. and they're also screening at the London Film Festival in October. Uh, he says the cast did most of their own writing on period correct bikes, so that was good. Okay, and also saying that Tom Hardy, um, he says, was a quote force on screen in the role. <laughs> He's like Tom doesn't strike me as an actor, certainly not in the traditional sense. He's like a hurricane or a tornado. You just sit back and watch. But when you, but then when you, all you have, but then when you have all that, he vibrates. Okay. I didn't understand that quote. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jeff. But this is all coming from uh, IndieWire, by the gotcha. way. Just, uh, they did the interview and post up an article about this film. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm very curious, very excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm I think it looks really happy good. to see another Jeff Nichols film. So. I'm same way. I think it'd be good. So that is the Bike Riders, and that is coming out December 1st in theaters only. So we will look forward to seeing that and talking about that soon. Cool. Chris, uh, you have a recommendation of a film for us. Is that what I understand? Yes. Um, we have reviewed an animated film earlier in the show, and so I'm going to recommend an animated film that came okay. out. Uh, it came out exclusively on Netflix. It was called Nimona, and it is based on, from what I understand, a graphic novel. Um, I have not read said graphic novel, but it tells the story of a knight who's framed for a crime and kind of gets outcast. And then he teams up with a shape-shifting teen named Nimona mm -hmm. to try to prove his innocence. Okay. Riz Ahmed is the voice of the knight. Mm -hmm. And Chloe Grace Moretz plays uh, or gives the voice to Nimona. And um, it, it, was, it was good. I think... The animation was interesting, nowhere near like Turtles or, you know, Spider-Verse, but it was, you know, interesting enough. And it was kind of set in this weird, there are nights, but it's also kind of like a futuristic time. So it's this weird blending to try to present like a reality or a world that you're thrown into. But I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, I will say what also struck me was, um, I think you, I don't know if we ever discussed it on the show um, per se, but Strange World by Disney received a lot yes. of hubbub and mm -hmm. adverse reactions because of depictions of LGBTQ uh, relation representation. Mm -hmm. To me, it was like if Disney said, Hey Disney, hold my beer. And then they made this movie mm. <laughs> because there's definitely, you know, representation is kind of a storyline or a thread in there, but I enjoyed it. Um, so it's, if you have Netflix, I would recommend you check it out. Uh, it is a 2023 release. So it's, you know, it's relatively new, mm. but that's a uh, Nimona on Netflix. On Netflix, again, I'm, I'm still – Netflix is still very perplexing to me because they it's have hard to so find much stuff. content and there's just so hard to see anything that's new and interesting. I just – I really question how they decide to promote anything on there and, and, and let people know about it. So, Because, again, I'd never heard about this, didn't know anything <laughs> about this film. Sure. Um, sounds interesting, but never would have known anything about it on Netflix floating out there like that. So. That's my one concern with all, a lot of these films going to Netflix as premieres is that it's just it's it's tough to get people to be aware of it because 
a, you know, I don't know how well Netflix does their advertising outside of the actual platform. And then once you get into the platform, it's just really, really hard to find anything. So, right. um, all right, well, that's good. Nimona. Yeah. And I think, you know, I saw this film, you know, a month, two months ago, maybe. And I think you're right. I think the reason I happened to know it was there was it happened to be a new release maybe that week. And so it was kind of like on the banner. So I was like, Oh, what's that? And I saw like Riz Ahmed's name. I was like, oh, okay. So I watched it and I liked it. But then, yeah, I've been on Netflix several times since then, and it has poof. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it hasn't disappeared. It's still on there it's somewhere. It's like if you're not there the, the, the couple of days it premieres, you're not going to be able to find it very easily. So it's a right. shame. It is a shame. All right. Well, that is Chris's recommendation of the film Nimona on Netflix, animated film he is recommending you check out. And, of course, I mentioned uh, the, the bike riders coming December 1st. We're going to be eagerly looking forward to that, and uh, I'm sure reviewing it when it comes out in December as well. So I think that's all we've got for today, Chris. We uh, did our review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which we both really enjoyed and had a good time with. Um, And then we did our news and recommendations. So given all of that, Chris, (laughs) how can people get a hold of us if they have any comments, questions, feedback, or their own input? Were they a fan of the the Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Were they surprised as much as I was? Uh, They thought Vanilla Ice should have been giving a supporting actor for his role in Secret of the Ooze. All right, so that does bring up something. So, And that would be kind of groan-worthy if they did something with the sequel to this movie. And they put... And they do either some little cameo or some little (laughs) callback. I mean, I guess it could be funny if handled right, but anyway, we'll see. Sure. So uh, if you have ideas for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel that don't include Vanilla Ice, uh, send us an email to info at footcandle.org. You can also follow us on the website formerly known as Twitter, at Foot Candle Film, Facebook, Foot Candle Film Society. We're also on Instagram and threads at Foot Candle Film. Um, do us a favor. If you like the show, give it us a star rating, write a review, share with your friends on whatever service you receive your favorite podcast on because it'll help us reach new listeners and we would appreciate that. Okay, Alan mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'll be remiss if I don't mention it here at the end, the 2023 Foot Candle Film Festival is fast approaching. September 15th through the 24th, we've got lots of films planned. You can go to our website at footcandlefilmfestival.com and get tickets and also see like information about the different movies and events that we're going to have. We really encourage you. If you are in the Western North Carolina area, please come and check it out. Yes. It's going to be a really good time. Like Chris said, a lot of, a lot of events planned, a lot of things happening. So it's going to be fun to please do come check it out for candlefilmfestival.com. And we hope to see you in Western North Carolina uh, later this month. All right, Chris. Well, we're going to wrap it up then. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We will look forward to talking to you about some new films and reviews the next time we get together. Until then, take care. We'll see you later. See you in the ticket line. Special thanks to Carpal Tuller for the show theme music. For more about Carpal Tuller, visit www.carpaltuller.com. 
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.